Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Liebs and welcome to episode 29 of Coach Talk. Today is game day, an exciting day. We're on the road at DePaul Catholic. A huge, huge game for us. Two games left in the regular season. Trying to really build some positive momentum uh, before this playoff run we're trying to go on. Um, today's a road game. Like I said, we just we're coming off uh, three straight home games, and it, it just had me thinking about road games in general and the way that your process kind of differs uh, when you're on the road versus being at home. At home, obviously, it's something you've you've done uh, much more. You're much more familiar with it. Uh, you're much more comfortable in just the process. Like if you're a kid, from going uh, to school ending to what you're doing for the hour or so uh, before the team gets gets together, then you have a walkthrough. You have team meal. You play at home, it's kind of the same schedule, the same routine. Now you're on the road, the timings change, how long you have in the locker room, the size of the locker room, how crammed it is, how far the walk is from the locker room to the field. All those little things, uh, you know, just kind of are, are, are things you have to be conscious of, whether you're a player or a coach leading up to the game. Uh, and it just, you know, it just differs uh, your process and your routine before the game. And, you know, kind of what it made me think of is it's interesting how, you know, there are athletes who tend to play really well in certain stadiums, whether it's their home stadium because they're comfortable or other guys who, you know, are historically put on great performances on the road at specific stadiums. I think you especially see it with quarterbacks and with pitchers in baseball, especially like, like there are some pitchers that, you know, like I know I'm, I'm a Mets fan. There are guys who come to City Field and they're like, eight, like Clayton Kershaw is like eight. No, at City Field with like a one point one ERA. And, you know, you wonder, is it the team or is it the environment? Is it the stadium? Is it the energy? Some guys, you know, they might like are there, they play in their home state. They always pitch well because they got family there. Even if they're not playing for that team, there's a million kind of factors like that. Um, you know, like I know at Rutgers, when we recruited kids, we recruited a kid from Michigan. We went and played at Michigan State. He played very well or felt, you know, at home there because he'd been to a lot of those games. Stuff like that. I think it's, it's always interesting to, to take into account. Uh, when you're playing on the road. And, and for me as a coach, like when I was at Rutgers, the stadium made a huge difference for me because my second year, I was in the booth. Uh, ben McDaniels was the offensive coordinator. He called the plays from the field. And in the in his terms, I was his eyes and ears in the booth. So I was responsible for relaying the front uh, pressure and coverage for every single play. And I was like the direct line of communication with him. So I'd be up in the booth and kind of like the environment in the booth affected my ability to focus and lock in and see the whole field. Um, I remember like we played at Indiana. Indiana is the highest, has the highest press box in the Big Ten. And that was a, a really different vantage point uh, that took me like a quarter or so to get used to. 
because uh, like the way you kind of try to see the whole defense is, is you put your eyes right in the middle of the defense and you kind of see the whole thing move at once you don't try to watch specific players like when you when you have to see the front coverage and pressure all in one like you've studied you've memorized uh what those pressures are what the coverages look like you know I, i've set my eyes in the center of the defense and watched it on film over and over so i know what to expect and now i'm doing that on game day and it's and you know that a, you know a cover two shell kind of expands you know a three strong shell is going to roll this way uh with, with the with the coverage and everything and so that's what you're kind of trying to train your eyes to do but now you're on the road it's a totally different vantage point a different angle you're looking at uh, like the vantage point at Rutgers wasn't great. There was a, a window pane in like like a, a in the middle of of the line of sight at like the 30 yard line. So any play that went from like you know the 35 to the 30, I'd like kind of kind of dart the other way to, to see it and see past that. But you get used to that vantage point and like the height of it, the angle, like because it's home and you do it so much more. Um, but I remember Indiana was different because it was so high. Penn State was was like perfect to me. It was like the perfect height. I uh, had just enough space to like kind of spread my my notebooks out and it was just like for whatever reason I was really locked in from the start and maybe similarly like you know I was a, a, a Saturday night ABC national televised game maybe that had something to do with it that I was more locked in but for whatever reason I always graded myself after those games so you know let's say during the game I'm watching it in real time and I might you know put down a front pressure coverage well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do that, you know, for the 75 plays in the game. After the game, I go watch the film and I check to see how accurate I was because you're not always 100%. Um, you, you Maybe you don't see the whole field or whatever. You just see it wrong. And Penn State game, I graded myself at 97%. It was the highest highest grade I ever had. And, you know, it wasn't – I kind of expected that because I felt so – I don't know what it was, just comfortable in that booth, the angle. I felt like I saw everything the whole game, uh, whereas – you know, I like got the first home game we ever played at Rutgers. We played North Dakota, uh, uh, Norfolk State, and I, I graded out like 51%. They only ran like three coverages, and it was my first game with this responsibility. You know, seeing all the speed. I did a couple of the scrimmages, but like you know, you know your own defense so well with the scrimmages that it, it kind of came easy. So this is the first opponent defense, and I was terrible. I didn't see anything correctly, but luckily it was like it was a blowout. I wasn't needed that much. Um, there are other games where you know so speaking of that like just to kind of give you guys some insight you know i wasn't needed much in the north in the, in the norfolk state game because you know we kind of scored points early we were much better than them we were heavy favorites so it wasn't like crucial you know what how what their tendencies were on second and four to six or third and seven to ten like we had and, and plus they weren't as complex as other teams we had an idea of what they were playing we had a game plan and we kind of just went down the menu of plays and called it whereas there's other games where then that next week we played washington state at home and Washington State came in with a brand new coverage we'd never seen on film. Uh, they had a new defensive coordinator and uh, the dude Alex Grinch, who I think is now at, at Ohio State. And he implemented a couple coverages that, that we had never seen. So that in that case, it was my job was hugely important because now I had to try and dissect something we hadn't seen and explain to, to Ben on the field. You know, here's how they're playing it. This is what they're taking away. This is what the rotation looks like uh, in our game plan. Here's what I think can work against against this new coverage you're showing. So in, in those moments, my job is huge. And those are the games that are a lot of fun because there's a lot of pressure on me to perform and, and I'm able to make, to have a real impact in the plays that are called. Um, and, and that's always fun. So, you know, it kind of varies. Most games, uh, you know, I, there was a lot of pressure on me to be locked in. I would be, you know, the night before be, be super nervous, not necessarily nervous, but anxious just about making sure I memorize the calls. I'll be watching film to all hours of the night, just testing myself uh, on seeing the coverage, you know, setting my eyes in the middle of the defense, seeing kind of the blur of the defense um, and being able to snap off what I thought it was based on what their tendencies were.
Um, so just you know, interesting some interesting insight on on kind of everyone's uh, all the all the factors people have to deal with when you play on the road. Um, you know, for coaches being in the booth, that is that is a big factor. When you're on the field, uh, the the, only, the biggest thing I've had at the D3 level and the high school level, when you're on the field, a lot of times there's issues with the headsets. Uh, the D1 level that never happened. I think we probably had top of the line products and you know a bunch of different hands at work trying to make sure it was it, it was functioning. But at the high school level, the D3 level, we don't have a million coaches and support staff, and you got just a young assistant coach setting it up himself, and he only gets there, you know, a half hour before the team gets there. A lot of times on the road, when you're on the field, the biggest issue is, you know, are the headsets working? Or remember, there's one game you couldn't go past like the 35, otherwise the headsets would cut out. Uh, you know, just little little things like that that kind of affect your day to day as a coach. Um, you know, so that's it. You know, just kind of uh, talking about some of the things you deal with at home. I think. Uh, a lot of the kids in New Jersey, it's interesting, like a lot of the kids, for whatever reason, grew up playing at DePaul. So they say that they've played a lot of football at DePaul Catholic on that field. So they're all like excited about playing there today and going back. So I think it's a comfortable field for them. So hopefully that's the case. Hopefully, you know, they feel at home and they're they're ready to, to lock in and be focused and we can execute. And, you know, this would be a huge win. This is this is the biggest game of the season right now. And, and, and we get to play, have a great night and, and get this thing done. Uh, so that's all I got. This is Coach Leaves. It's a Friday game day. Episode 29. Have a great weekend, guys. I will see you on Monday. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Run a track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop. Stop.